Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is the good reluctance. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. The program is called Shedding Shackles. Let's begin today's program. Times are tough. And, as I said before, Times have always been tough, and there's a reason why times have been tough. And it's because the human race fell from paradise. We fell from paradise. And ever since, things have been wrong. Long time ago, Adam and Eve were in paradise. And all Adam had to do and Eve was enjoy. But there was another will, another voice, another presence that approached Eve and whispered to her some things about ambition, getting ahead. And she whispered those to Adam. And he kind of liked what he heard. He responded to it. Maybe that was the first time Adam felt an emotion. Probably was. That was the first time Adam felt a little bit of emotion. A little bit of excitement, but along with it came a little bit of fear. But maybe for Adam, maybe there wasn't fear because he was yet innocent. He hadn't done anything, except now he had done something, and what he had done was was lend an ear and get a little bit excited. So the first thing that Adam did, the first manifestation of his wrong was emotion. Now let's go over that one more time because this is so important, so important, it's so simple, it's so basic, and yet it, it goes against the grain. It goes against what you've been taught and what you've been conditioned to believe, that emotions are wonderful and great and you have to feel more and have passion and excitement and lust and rage and anger and feelings. So what I'm saying goes against the grain. But listen to what I have to say. Listen calmly and see if it doesn't make some sense. Now, let's go over the ground one more time. Eve heard something. She came home and she told Adam what she had heard. And Adam heard what she said and kind of liked it. He was a little bit excited over it. A little, little, tiny twinge of excitement over what he heard about being a big man and proving something and so on. Now, there are subtleties, of course, in, in teases and challenges. There are subtleties where people say, well, maybe you're not man enough to do it, or they say you're afraid, or you'll never be able to do it, you're not smart enough. You know, there's all kinds of little twists and subtleties. But the basic idea is to try something on his own without God and that was exciting to him. And that was the first manifestation of his error. Emotion. A little bit of emotion. Now, that emotion, that little bit of excitement, which he felt, in a sense, he moved toward that excitement because he wanted to feel it some more. 
It was kind of strange to him. It may have been embarrassing. Do you remember when you were a little tiny child and you had an emotion and you were embarrassed by it? What's that? You thought, what's that? It was embarrassing. Or when you were a little child, all of a sudden you were crying over something and then somebody was watching you and then you felt embarrassed. Do you, you remember? Well, Adam had a little bit of an emotion, but he wanted to experience it again. And so he said, hey, Eve, now tell me again, what, what, was, what was that you were saying about me being a big man and being able to do something on my own and prove myself? And, or it may have been that he just went off, went about his business, but while he was doing his business, he was thinking. He replayed in his mind what she had said and replayed it and replayed it. And he kind of liked it. And he liked that little bit of emotion, too, that he felt. It was kind of strange, but it was interesting. He may have even been fascinated by the emotion. It was something new. So he went back to re-experience it again, that little bit of excitement. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. This program is a labor of love. I buy the airtime to bring you this special message. Be sure to check out our many free resources at SheddingShackles.com. Not only, now here's something else now. Now, so now do you understand that that was his first experience of wrong, that little emotion, but he didn't know it was wrong yet. He just knew it was something kind of interesting. You know, like when you were a little kid and you, you found something, you were looking through the drawers, at home when your parents weren't home and you found something and it was it was so fascinating and so you took it out and looked at it you know what I mean that sort of thing well he was a little bit interested in that feeling and so he toyed with it but what that led to was Eve then saying hey let's give it a try she said and so he, he thought yeah so he went for it now I don't know if he had to overcome a little reluctance you know when there's something there that you're not supposed to do. There's something you could steal or something something naughty. And then you feel your heart beat and you have to kind of overcome a, re a reluctance to do it, to steal the thing or whatever. So there may have been that. But then he ate the apple. When he did, when he did, he now had done something that he was told not to do. That was the act that he was told not to do. He was told not to eat that apple. But... I want you to go back with me now to what preceded it. And what preceded it was the emotion. So now Adam had felt the emotion and he had done the act. But now a couple of things happened. First of all, that little bit of excitement that he had felt, it translated itself in his being. It transmuted or changed or activated. Maybe that's another way of putting it. It activated something else. It activated a little sexual feeling. A little bit of libido was activated because that was a whole new way of life, do you understand? Before that, he had flowed naturally with some sort of an energy that was the extension of the Creator. 
He didn't need emotion. He just went about his business. It's like when you're working. You know, when you're working, you don't need emotion. You don't need any emotion when you work. You do this and you do that and you do all kinds of things without any emotion whatsoever. Well, Adam now felt this emotion, this animal emotion of libido. And the reason is because having defected from the Creator, he now became subject to the earthly order. He was no longer subject to the Creator. Now he was subject to the earthly order. Now Adam was subject to a new set of relationships before he had been subject to the Creator and his life revolved around the Creator. But now there were new things that his life revolved around. The woman, her words, the idea, the feeling, you see, the food. And this quickening of the animal life cycle of life and death reproduction and death. But first, reproduction to make a new replacement for the dying body, you see? So he began to die, and he felt the quickening of the reproductive faculties, do you understand? So you see how emotion is involved, and you can see, you can see derivatives of that in your own life. For example, when you get emotional, excited about something, don't you sometimes buy the wrong thing or say the wrong thing? You get excited about some car and you buy it and you find out you spent too much money on it. And how about when you become emotional? Doesn't that separate you from reason? Doesn't that separate you from common sense? Doesn't that separate you from principle? It does. Do you understand now? Adam became separated from the Creator through his act and the emotion then became the little kindling, the little spark of a new way of life. A way of life of life and death, of excitement, and of also fatigue and error. And having to do it on his own, and having to worry, and having to fear, and having to work, and being subject to pressure. He was no longer subject to the Creator, now he was subject to the pressure, to the words, to the enticement, to the ideas, and the accompanying emotions. Do you understand? So this is very, very important. Very important. I'm going to continue with this on the second half of uh, today's program. That's very important. If you can see that there's something wrong with emotion, then you can also see that you have to become less emotional and find a way of becoming still and becoming subject to your Creator again, who will give you the power. Now you don't have the power. Now you're subject to everything. You're subject to the food, to the drink, to the alcohol, to the marijuana, to, to authorities, subject to wrong authorities, and subject to worry, and to fear, and to doubt, and to your emotions over which you have very little control. Do you understand? So all you have to do is become subject to the Creator then He will give you the power to become master of your emotions. You see, there is a timeless realm, a realm of perfect patience, perfect love, perfect stillness. And when your soul, see, 
When your soul is aligned with God, then it is very close to that timeless realm. You're in the world, but not of the world. You're in the world, but it's a little distant. You're in the world, but you're very close to this timeless realm. You see, everything God does is magical. Look at a butterfly or the way the clouds move across the blue sky. Look at the sweetness in a little child. Look at the beauty of nature and you'll see magic everywhere. Well, God is perfectly capable of helping you get better, but you must find him Become still and know that He is God. And you will find Him and He will come to your aid. In these challenging times in which we live, Roland has decided to make the complete four-part meditation exercise available for free to those who cannot afford a donation. The meditation exercise is a tool for dealing with stress and remaining centered. To listen to the complete four-part meditation exercise, simply go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the middle icon, Meditation. That's SheddingShackles.com. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. When you send a gift of any amount, you'll receive one of Roland's ebooks, including Putting the Forever Back in Love, Forbidden Food, and Becoming a Friend of God. Simply go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the right-hand icon, ebooks. Welcome back everyone, welcome. Today I'm talking about emotion. And I went back to the very beginning so you can see how it all started. You can see how it all started for Adam. He heard some words about uh, something exciting that he could do. I'm sure you've heard words before. The words of some suitor. Often lying words, aren't they? Now you realize they were lying words. But at the time, oh, how you love to hear those words. Or the words of someone enticing you to buy something that you don't need. On television, on the internet, on the radio, 
very, very cleverly put together to entice you. Now, if you have no interest in that sort of thing, then uh, you might just go in one ear and not the other. But if something about it catches your attention or intrigues you in some way, and you start to toy around with the idea, well, maybe I would be really cool if I had that new car or that new set of shoes or if I had that certain item. So the words. But what it did for Adam is it kindled a little emotion when he kind of liked the words. A little emotion. And that little emotion is what separated him from his center of dignity. It, center, it separated him from calmness. See, before that, he didn't need emotion to do anything. He just flowed. But after that, he needed emotion. He needed emotion to get over the hump. He needed emotion to, to break through, to cross over, you see? And so he got excited. Some of you know how to generate a little bit of excitement so that you can go and buy that thing. Or you know how to get into a fight with your partner so you become, so you feel unhappy and then that gives you an excuse to go buy something to lift your spirits. You see what I mean? So, anyway, you got the idea. That separated him from the Creator. Then a whole new way of life came into being, revolving around food and food substances, revolving around words, revolving around ideas, revolving around seduction, revolving around a life cycle based in emotion and a life cycle of life and death and reproduction, and then death, you see? So now, how did it all start for you? Well, once upon a time, you were innocent. See, our lives recapitulate the Adam and Eve story. But for us, it's a little different, because we first are born as little children. We're first of the earth, and later of the spirit. So first we're of the earth. So we have to grow as little ego animals. We have to grow, because that's what we're, we were... That's what we inherit. We inherit that emotional way of living. And that's what we inherit. So it's not wrong. In fact, you need emotions and little teases and challenges in order to grow. But then when you become an adult, then you discover that those excitements that once were felt good when you were a little child, now they don't feel so good anymore. You discover that you develop a lifestyle where you have to be emotional. You have to generate emotions. You have to generate anger or resentment or something in order to even function. Somebody has to has to tease you or something has to challenge you. You know, there, there has to be a deadline. When there's a deadline, then you function. No deadline, you, you don't have the motivation. You understand? So you've learned to have a, a life entirely based upon such emotions. But now do you see how those emotions indicate separation from the Creator? That's what they mean. They mean separation from the Creator. Now, I want you to remember that. Emotion indicates separation from the Creator. Now, you can't help that you were born as a little child with a fallen, in a fallen state of being, subject to emotions and emotional and needing emotions as a little child to some extent and you needing challenges and excite to, to to little stimulations in order to grow perfectly natural but then when you become an adult you discover that there has to be something more to life than just eating and drinking 
and watching video games and partying, you understand? And then you try work, 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 but there has to be something more to life than just work. Not that work is wrong, see? Not that recreation is wrong, but there has to be more. You have to find it. And what is that more? It's refinding your creator. But right now you're not subject to him, you're subject to everything else. But so how did it begin for you? I said that we tend to recapitulate Adam to some extent, although it's different for us because we're born as little children. But the way it began for you also involved emotions. When you were a little child, you were innocent. It was almost like being in paradise. Life was sweet and beautiful. Every day was an adventure to discover through God's great green earth and find out many wonderful things. It was wonderful. But then something happened to your paradise. What was it? You experienced emotion. The emotion of anger. The emotion of rage. The emotion of hate. And then the emotion of resentment. And why? Because, yes, tease was still around. The, the seduction was still around, just like it was in the garden. But in the garden, it was all very subtle. Very subtle. And seemingly very innocuous. Why Why don't you just go ahead and eat that apple? And you'll be a big man. See? But for you, it was, it was probably much cruder. It was people blaming you and you hadn't done anything wrong, accusing you, saying that you were a burden, saying that you were trouble, saying that you were stupid, saying that you never paid attention, saying that you were lazy, saying that you weren't studying hard enough, you weren't being good enough, you weren't being nice enough, you weren't doing enough. Or then you went to school and it was you weren't, you weren't pretty enough, you weren't handsome enough, you weren't athletic enough, you weren't cool enough. It was crude tease, but it got to you. And then you felt the emotion, hurt, and then anger. And then you came home. And then there was comfort that felt good. When you burn something, you put it in cold water, it feels good. When you feel angry and hurt, then someone consoles you and it feels good. And then someone consoled you. Maybe your mom consoled you with food, feeling sorry for you. And then maybe your dad said, hey, don't pay attention to them, just ignore it. And like he didn't understand. Maybe he meant well, but he didn't understand. And then your mom consoled you, said, you poor thing. See? So that was temptation also. She didn't mean it. She couldn't help herself. But there has to be something else. There has to be the fatherly, solid, calm presence that helps you to overcome your little bouts of emotion and to not fall too far. Here we all fall a little bit, but you don't want to fall too far. So now do you see the role of emotion? So what's the cure? Well, cure is to refine your creator. Refine him. And how do you refine him? Well, there has to be a way back. There has to be a way back. And there is a way back. He made provision for a way back. And the way back is through, first of all, quietly admitting that you messed up. That's all. Okay, so you hated your mom, you hated your dad, you hated your brother, you hated kids at school. Okay, you were selfish. Okay, now just admit it. Don't try to excuse it. 
Don't try to blame someone. Just admit it. See your own wrong in the, in the light and be sorry. Feel a little bit of sorrow. Okay, now there's an emotion, but you know what? That's the first life-giving emotion. That's the emotion. Look, it's so beautiful. Emotion was the way in which you fell, in which Adam fell away from the Creator, fell away into a hell on earth, into a whole different way of existing, of life and death, away from the paradise and eternal life of the Creator, and it was by way of emotion. So God made provision. He made provision by providing an emotion that will permit you to return to the Creator. Listen. An emotion that permits you to return to God and to be subject to Him. And that emotion is repentance, a sad glad, a little sorrow, a little sadness in seeing that you're wrong. It's like a helpless sadness. You're sorry to see you're wrong, like for hating your mom or whatever. But you also realize you can't make yourself right, so it's kind of a helpless sadness. And so maybe you sob a little or have a little tear. But then you know what? Then all of a sudden, you sense God's presence. You sense that He forgives you. He doesn't hate you. Maybe you've hated Him. He doesn't hate you back. He just wants you to see you're wrong, be sorry, and then wipe the tears from your eyes and come back to your Father, and life will be sweet, and the sky is blue, and the clouds are beautiful. That's the provision that God made. So, return to your Creator, and life will be good, and life will be sweet. There'll be a lot of learning to do, or rather unlearning, a lot of unlearning. You've made so many mistakes. People have mistaught you. You didn't have a good fatherly presence with wisdom and long-suffering and patience and gentle correction to delicately guide you back to being in touch with your inner ground, your Creator. But now, now you've suffered a lot, and maybe you're ready to come back. So, may I recommend that you get the little meditation that will teach you how to become still and get a little separation from those thoughts that now pull you into them and those emotions that pull you into them. When you stand back, you're free to realize. You're free to understand and you're free to be patient. Stand back and you will discover a whole new way of living. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.